Hello, listeners. Cindy very recently had a major life event occur and was just sharing with me about how influential and beneficial NVC has been during this difficult time. So if you want to take it away from here, Cindy. Sure. So in the last nine days, my world has literally been turned upside down on its head. My mom was a few weeks back just complaining that she had this pain in her neck that she had after doing Pilates. And for a couple of weeks, she was, when I would speak to her, she was saying how hard it was for her and she was laying in bed a whole lot. And long story short, we decided to ask her to come up to Tallahassee so that I could take her to see an orthopedic surgeon friend of mine because we thought she was having neck issues. And it's a big long story, but the bottom line is in the last nine days, my mom had a stroke. I had to get her to the hospital because of the stroke. So that was scary enough. And then one thing led to another while in the hospital. And now we know that my mom has stage four lung cancer and a lot of other things related to that as well. I guess the story that I want to share was it's pretty big for me that when you're in a moment like this, there's so many times that you could be jackaling either about other people or about your own process, go, moving through all this difficulty. There's so many moments because everyone is obviously very emotional and pretty stressed and overwhelmed and exhausted, all of those experiences that we're dealing with right now. And I think knowing NVC has really kept me from doing the jackaling thing, adding more suffering to an already very painful situation. I guess, how have you been able to do that? Have you noticed going towards jackaling or just you've noticed that that hasn't happened at all? Oh, well, here I have a perfect story for this, honestly. So my mom was having to have a biopsy done of this thing that they found in her lung. And a couple of days before that, she had had a procedure where they took off a bunch of fluid outside of her lung. They took off 1.4 liters outside of her lung. And that's what kind of led them to believe, oh, there's something going on here. Where's this fluid coming from? So she was going to have a biopsy of this thing that they found in her lung. And then we were told right before that they were going to take the fluid off again because it had built back up and they wanted permission for that. So my sister and I went down with her as they rolled her into this procedure room and we were waiting. It was supposed to be just 15 minutes and we were waiting, 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 took way longer than that. In the meantime, I was supposed to do empathy gym that afternoon at three. We took her to the procedure at like 1130. So I was thinking I was going to have plenty of time to get home. My sister was going to cover the hospital while I went home and did empathy gym. Anyways, we saw her then roll her out of the procedure room and she was moaning and groaning. You could tell she was in huge distress. And that's when the doctor came out and talked to us and dropped the bomb that she had lung cancer. They hadn't staged it yet, but that's when we found out she had lung cancer. And they also said that she was in a lot of distress because her oxygen plummeted during the procedure. Basically, she lost the ability to breathe and that they kept the tube in her because they couldn't get all the fluid out. So now she has this tube in her side. And they said, only one of you can go back there. And the, my sister asked me if I could go back and be with her. So I walked back to my mom and she was in so much distress. She was saying, I was dying. I was dying. She couldn't breathe. It was so frightening for her. And she was having some thoughts. She was saying, 
I don't think they know what they're doing here. So number one, empathy was very key in that moment because I was just breathing and I was just letting her know like she was scared and I was trying to reflect that back and also like it was scary for me to hear they don't know what they're doing because I'm like, okay, I think they do know what they're doing and maybe she's just scared in this moment, but this is what she's saying. And, you know, so it was helpful just to know empathy in that moment. But the big part that I want to share about was it was getting close to empathy gym time and I had to leave, but I didn't want to leave my mom. I had just found out this horrible news. And then I also had found out it was just there with her trying to comfort her. So as I was sitting there, I was like, what am I going to do? I I can text some of my facilitators and see if somebody will cover my three o'clock empathy gym. So I'm there texting in the middle of all of this and nobody was able to cover. And I could have so easily in that moment gone into jackal mode, like what the hell, this is an evaluation, but maybe like the worst moment in my life, literally the worst moment I can remember experiencing in my life and needing help and asking for it. And not any of the people I asked for help were able to give me help in that moment. And my sister came in and my mom was calmed down and I asked if I could just leave for a second to try to log on and at least let people know that I wasn't going to be able to do empathy gym today. And when I got back to my mom's room where I was trying to get the keys to go to the car to get my computer out, it was fucking crazy. My husband was there. Luckily, I fell into his arms at that moment. Boohoo cried, realized, oh, I have my iPad. I could set it up. And I asked him if he could get on and just let people know, like, I'm sorry, but I can't do this today. And I just remember that night when I couldn't sleep because it was a hell of a day, I was thinking about how usually my story would be about nobody cared or in this moment of need, nobody was there, you know, like going down that path. It could have easily have gone down that path. But instead I just did, okay, what am I feeling? I was feeling really sad and maybe lonely, just mostly sad and wanting to know that I mattered, wanting to know that I had friends in that moment. Like that's really what I needed. I needed friends so deeply in that moment and support. And I just was like, okay, so I know what I'm feeling. I know what I'm needing. This was like four in the morning. I was like, okay, I'm just going to text some of my friends right now and tell them what's going on and ask them for what I need. I made an action request. You know, I basically just said, can you reach out and support me and maybe come visit me at the hospital. You know, I made some very specific asks to just a few people. And sure enough, the next day, all of my friends came through. Every single one of them came by the hospital and was there and listened. And it was just a really big thing for me to notice this idea of like, we have needs and then we have strategies to meet our needs. And in that moment, the strategy that I was needing for support wasn't happening. And then I realized okay, there are other ways that I could get support here that I can experience knowing that I matter. You know, and sidebar, I know that my facilitators care about me and would want to support me. And I'm guessing in the moment, it was just truly hard for them. They had maybe other things going on and they have supported me since then in getting through this very hard week. So I'm just going to pause to see what you're taking away from what I'm sharing. So I'm taking away that you had these moments where you could have gone to jackal and you could have gone into story mode, but particularly when you needed someone to cover your empathy gym shift and no one could, instead of going into story about how no one's there for you and you don't matter, you really employed OFNR 
later, like at four in the morning. Actually, I did it all the way through. In that moment, I knew I was like, you're just doing your thing. You're doing your story thing. I caught it right in the moment, which was really big for me. Mm-hmm. And just breathe through this moment, put it aside for right now. In Yiddish, there's a word shtick. I don't even know what it actually means, but this was my shtick. Like it's my thing to think uh, nobody cares and I don't have support in the moment. That's like my old wound from somewhere, right? It was like a moment. And I was honestly like, okay, really, God, really? Like in this moment, you're having me to deal with my thing right in this moment? Like really, I had so much awareness of it. So that in and of itself was a big celebration. And then you made requests after going through OFN. You reached out to your friends and said exactly what you needed. And it sounds like they all met your needs the next day. They all contributed to helping to meet my specific needs. And I think the, the takeaway for people listening is this idea that we all share needs and we have many different strategies to get those needs met. And often we get very stuck in, I have to have it this way to get this need met. And this was such a perfect example of, no, actually there are other strategies here. There are other ways that I can get support here. There are other ways that I can know that I matter here and have friendship. I don't have to get stuck because if I had, just imagine, it just would have made me feel that much worse in this really horrible situation, but I didn't go there at all. And instead I ended up experiencing so much love and support and even strength internally for myself. So big celebration around all of that. Those of you that are also kind of new to this and don't know what we mean by jackaling, maybe we need to explain that a little bit more, Heather, would you mind? So jackaling is just usually venting. Either maybe you're angry with yourself or you're angry with someone else. It can look like ranting, can look like spewing judgments, just generally venting. And it is part of the empathy process. It is part of the process. We will have it happen. But in NVC, we're trying to gain awareness of when that's happening for ourselves and not get caught up in that it's truth. It's having story with awareness. Correct. Exactly. And when you can do that, whoa, so much power comes of it. So, and in a moment right now where someone that I love is very ill and We have no idea what is going to happen in the next few weeks. It's so easy to start having story when emotions are high and everyone's so upset. And it's such a lifeline to have the ability to keep from doing that, to keep from going into story, evaluation, judgment of yourself or others, and just keeping the two, what you're feeling, what you're needing, making requests. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's amazing that you've been able to work your own process through this much larger process. It is pretty profound, I have to say. I have so much gratitude. It's almost like I don't even have words for the way NVC is entwined in the whole experience. And it's almost making it so that, not even almost, like There's a lot of sadness here, but there's also so much joy and connection and beauty. And I really believe that having my NVC process is a big part of that. It's a really big, it's the ability to stay present moment by moment in all of this, instead of letting my mind like drag me into other places, but just staying present moment to moment and enjoying the moment. We had a lot of fun in the hospital, which was crazy. We really did. We had a lot of fun, a lot of beautiful moments. 
even giving my mom a shower last night for the first time in like eight days was a really beautiful experience, even with all of the pain involved in it. Anyways, I think I've more or less shared what I want to share today, but I think the big takeaway, maybe there's many takeaways here, but the one that I really want my listeners to understand is this idea between needs and strategies and how you can really have a lot of power in not getting too tied down to one particular strategy to get your needs met. Yes, very important. And I'm celebrating growth and presence for you. Thanks, Heather. Do we want to give them our call-in number just in case? 850-706-0488 in case anybody has any questions or comments or you just want to send your love. That would be awesome too. Thank you.